I wonder if this is your scenario. You're thinking, my marriage is too far gone. We could never have the kind of relationship we used to enjoy. Now, it might seem hopeless today, but God is able to take the broken pieces of your life and make things whole again. We're here to help today. I'm John Fuller, along with my focus colleagues, Greg and Aaron Smalley. And Aaron uh, and Greg, both of you work with a lot of people. You work with couples, and you see marriages healed. Uh, It's pretty rewarding to be a part of that healing journey, isn't it? Mm -hmm. There's nothing better than when a couple says, you know, gosh, we should have done this a long time ago because we are— Counseling, okay. marriage counseling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just so rewarding as a therapist to sit back and see couples doing the work. It's not us doing the work. It's guiding and leading. Yeah. But then they start turning toward and talking to each other. And it's amazing. It's amazing to see that happen and to see God just restore. Yeah. And I, I've been um, in some group settings where some couples were doing that work that you're talking about in an intensive. And Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lord can really swoop in and do some amazing things. Now, it doesn't always happen, but again, we're here to help and offer some hope. And so let's go ahead and listen to a conversation that Jim Daly and I had with Mark and Jill Savage. Previously, they described a separation period they went through after Mark admitted he was having an affair. And here's more of their story. Mark, I do want to ask that same question of you. When did you think that tipping point? I mean, you're full of confusion at that point. I'm sorry mm-hmm. to say, brother. But I mean, really, eight times yeah. back and forth. Um, oh, yeah. I don't even know how you're finding your gyroscope in that. You know, where's your spiritual center? But obviously you're here, and that's the mm-hmm. celebration and the gutsiness yeah. of being here. Yeah. Something got you headed in the right direction. Mm-hmm. What was that thing, and what was that day about? Well, uh, I think it was a series of leadings by the Lord. Uh, One, I wanted to uh, meet with Jill on a consistent basis, not to restore our marriage. I was very clear about that. And you're in an apartment at this point. You're not living together. You're separated. We're separated. I want, uh, so I let Jill know, hey, we have five kids. I want to... uh, I want to do lunch every week. And And he said, but I'm not willing to restore marriage. Hmm. This is not to restore our marriage. It's because we have five children together. Yeah. So my friends were saying, don't go. My family was saying, don't go. And I would pray and ask God, and I sensed that I was to go. Mark, I'm coming back to you because I really want to know that turning point. And Jill, I appreciate the commentary on that from your heart. But what, again, what was your compass? When did you say to yourself, maybe even before Jill, okay, this isn't about just the kids. It's about the potential of us Mm -hmm. getting back together. Because as Jill just described, you're not there. Right. And you're laying out the parameters. Let's get together for lunch. This isn't about us reconciling. Yeah, it sounded like a business meeting. meeting. That's a good point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I had convinced myself of the thought that my kids would be okay. They would understand. And they didn't understand. And that continued to uh, gnaw at me. I came from a divorced family, Hmm. and here I was headed down the same path. That continued to gnaw at me. But I carried this list of of issues that I held against Jill, and I just could not get past the list. This relationship, as I'm uh, in this mess, this relationship that I was in was demanding more of me, more decisions, uh, 
And all of a sudden, I'm in the same cesspool with this other relationship that I had with Jill. And I, I think my prayer leading up to Easter 2012 was, Lord, I do not know how to love Jill. I have loved her based upon what I would get out of it. What the heck do I do? And then it was Easter morning. I was such a mess, I didn't even realize it was Easter. We had been helping our daughter. Who had just had a, one of our, our second grandchild. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, we ended up uh, home late that night. Uh, it was like 2 a.m., and Jill asked if I wanted to stay the night because it was so late, and uh, so I did. And then I think that next morning, Jill probably thought that I had completely lost it. I was totally schizophrenic. I woke her up and I said, Jilly, I just want you to know I'm going to file for divorce this week. The list is too great and I just don't have the energy. I don't want to do what I need to do Hmm. uh, to rebuild this marriage. And then Jill said, or she reminded me. I said, you know, it's it's Easter, Mark. And uh, Jesus Christ didn't want to go to the cross either. He asked God to take it from him. You know, when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, he said, take this from me. And then he said, but not my will, but yours be done. And that's all I said. Right. And in a weird way, I've been praying uh, or thinking, I really want Easter to be different this year. I wanted it to be different than candy and rabbits, which we never celebrated Easter that way. But all of a sudden, I had the realization that it was Easter, and I was desperate. I, I had made a complete mess. I was overwhelmed with all of it, but I was a desperate man. And I heard uh, Father God whisper to me that if I would trust him with the list, he would take care of the rest. Yeah. And it was in that moment that I actually went from, Jill, I want a divorce, to, oh, my gosh, you're right, it's Easter. And I modified Jesus' prayer not take this marriage from me, but Lord, I'll do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Your will be done, not mine. And I had a total pivot in my direction. All of a sudden, I had clarity. All right, Greg, so somebody might be listening thinking, well, that's extreme. I mean, Mark cheated on Herb. I'd never do that. But that same person might be thinking, although there are times when... I might want to, you know, be with somebody else. or So how, how do we get into our heads and stop that kind of unhealthy thought? Yeah, and, and it's so important to realize that, that that's a slippery slope. Um, if, if I'm engaging in sort of that, that kind of fantasizing about just noticing a colleague or, um, you know, a coworker or spending a lot of time on Facebook looking up, you know, past, you know, flames, boyfriend, girlfriends, yeah. whatever – it can it, it that's a real slippery slope um the more i engage in that the problem is that that everything i'm seeing is fantasy in it's other words, not it's real not life yes. no and so if i if i'm if i'm engaging in in all this you know mind play and fantasy i mean anybody's going to look amazing compared to whatever's going on between 
my wife and I. So if we're struggling, if there's some conflict, if I'm feeling whatever, then then it's so easy to make that comparison and go, well, gosh, this over here mm-hmm. is so looks so wonderful and so amazing. I think it also uh, creates self-doubt then. And, and usually when we begin to have those doubts about our spouse and should we stay married and maybe this would be better over here, I really think that's where Satan mm. ups the spiritual warfare. And now he's whispering in our ear, yeah, she'll never change. Look, this is so much better. And it just that sort of um, mind game, it, it's so easy then, then to follow those things. So I think it's important mm. to, to recognize Again, the difference between a second glance at someone that you pass on the street, yeah. and that's different than this preoccupation with a colleague or what I'm doing on Facebook to find old you know, relationships yeah. that I've had. And the more I become preoccupied with that stuff, that, those are the real danger signs. Yeah, you mentioned slippery slope, and I'm just thinking a, a simple gardening uh, metaphor. If you've got flowers like we have flowers in the windowsill for the winter. And uh, I noticed the other day they're facing the sun and they hadn't been watered. They were wilting. Yeah. So if you flip that analogy just a little bit, what you water will grow. Right. So yeah, if you've got thoughts, mm-hmm. don't water. Don't feed it. If you've got a bad thought, just arrest it right there and take Romans 12, 2 to heart. Renew your mind and get in the Word. And I would say if those thoughts are occurring, go to someone who you trust and mm. confess. Because there's something so powerful about just confessing it to someone else who then knows Mm -hmm. what's going on inside of you, and they can check on you and hold you accountable, pray for you, and then the enemy doesn't keep you alone and isolated. So go to someone, surround yourself with godly, godly people who are safe that can walk with you. Years ago, we had a conversation with Dr. Arch Hart and Dave Carter talking about pastors and infidelity, and Dr. Hart said something really significant. I've held on to it. I'm sure I've shared it here before. But when we bring sin and even temptation into the light, the light robs Mm -hmm. that sin and temptation of its power. Right. Mm-hmm. And so there is something freeing about being open and honest. You just have to find somebody safe. And if you don't have somebody safe to talk to and you're thinking things about your spouse and you're contemplating, uh, boy, it'd be better if uh, give us a call here. Focus on the Family wants to be of service to you. We have uh, trained, caring Christian counselors. We're a phone call away. Um, Our number is 800, the letter A in the word family. When you call, just ask to set up a free consultation with a member of our counseling team, and we'll arrange that for you. And I'm also going to encourage you to get a copy of Jill Savage's excellent book, Your Next Steps, which we're making available today for a donation of any amount to the Ministry of Focus on the Family. You'll find the details uh, for donating and getting uh, that book and other resources as well all in the episode notes. We'll hear more from Jill and Mark next time. For now, on behalf of Greg and Aaron Smalley and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and this has been the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. Mm